Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And On top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Hello and welcome to episode 178 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Florence. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. It's It's been a long time. No see, It's been a while. (laughs) So this episode is sponsored by Katie Signs. Thank you, other Katie. Thank you, other Katie. Today we will be discussing the. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Dang it! Restart. No. Keep going. Second half of chapter thirty of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Grop. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to stomp <laughs> your way through the details. Do you like what I did there? Oh my god! Yes, I like you're welcome. It. You should have ripped your ripped trees through the details. Get it? Ripping up trees. I get it. <laughs> Let's go to Megan for some kind of sad, but also if you are a video gamer, you can probably understand this news. Yeah, so Hogwarts Legacy is <laughs> delayed for a whole year. No. Yes, a whole year. April, right? I'm not surprised. Yeah, I read the article. I think it's April of 2022 now. It's coming out. Um, I'm kind of okay with this. I really want to play this game and I cannot mm-hmm. afford a PlayStation 5 right now. So, <laughs> yeah. well, you can't even get one right now to be honest with you. Correct. So, I'm um, glad that it's going to give some yeah. people more time to get the uh get the systems, some more time for the companies to make more symptoms. 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 Systems. <laughs> what? what is wrong with me today? I don't know what's going on. And also, I got a fever for a video game. <laughs> I also don't want them to rush this game out because I want yes. it to be really good. And if there's bugs with mm-hmm. it and there's something wrong with it, don't give it to me that way. I hate when that happens. It's frustrating. 
So I think that this is probably better news uh, than dealing with a game that is not up to par. So, yeah. And if you want something else to compare it to, um, Breath of the Wild was was delayed and i mean if you think about it the the sequel to breath of the wild has been delayed we got like a trailer and everybody got like so excited and we haven't really heard anything since and if you have played breath of the wild more than megan uh, (laughs) how many minutes about four oh god no but it, it was well worth the wait the game is gorgeous it's i mean everything about it i i have no nothing to complain about with that game me either yeah i know you don't (laughs) you're so easygoing though um but uh, like this can only mean good things in the long run i'm sure COVID had something to do with it as well um yeah i agree you know this is for the for the best because if you think about it like you you can't even get you can't even get these consoles right now yeah so you know why not just wait a little bit longer there's been a sign up at target forever saying like ps5 outstock yeah and i'm not even looking Mm -hmm. for it it's just like right at the front of the store they don't even want to hear about it yeah yeah turn around go out (laughs) yeah um so that's all i got for the weekly profit but make sure to follow us on spotify by clicking the follow button on our page And share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flick Cast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gains access. It gives you access to our exclusive Discord channel, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. And thank all of you so much for your support we would not be able to do this without you true very, that very true yep so what time is, what it, time is it what, what time whoa is you owe me a coke mm, 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 mm. i don't have anything new for this just do old recap classic classic all right last time the whole school especially peeves are making sure Fred and George's mission of mischief carries on. They're giving Umbridge the absolute worst time and all the teachers are kind of just going along with it, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's also time for another Quidditch match. I think the final. Yes, the final Quidditch match. And Ron's like, well, I suck pretty bad anyway, so can't really get much worse. <laughs> Why am I even worrying? <laughs> um, I suck pretty bad anyway. <laughs> but Harry and Hermione can't even watch the match, even if it will be sad. And they think they won't win because Hagrid comes and asks them to help him with something in the forest. <laughs> I like how you say the question. <laughs> so but your voice goes up like this at the end. As, as Katie has, you know, regaled us, Harry, Hermione and Hagrid are indeed in the woods. So it turns out Hagrid has a half brother that he's brought back with him and he put him in the forest. What? Hagrid wants them to come visit him, his brother, after he gets sacked, which is happening any day now, basically, is what he thinks. Turns out that centaurs are not pleased with Hagrid anymore after he interfered with Ferenz. But they let him and the kids leave the forest. And it turns out that Gryffindor won the game! Spoilers! And the cup! Mm. Sorry, fellow Ravenclaws. It's like the Browns this week. We're probably going to lose. 
a lot in this chapter. <laughs> a lot in this chapter made me really sad that it didn't make it into the movie. Oh, you're not kidding, are you? Yeah. I am not kidding. There's so much in these last movies. <laughs> well, like I feel I feel like a lot of the um like this quitted stuff happened in the next movie, right? Some like, of it. Some like, of it. Yeah. Did something with like ha- uh not uh I almost said with Ron. Hagrid on the team. <laughs> so mixed up like with um yeah him getting ron getting on the team and then like winning and like you know yeah. smooching lavender but i'm like that's the next book but i'm like why do i think it's this book so that's many right. kisses um let's get so I, <laughs> I love that line <laughs> so good there's so many as much as i like to complain about the last uh, movies, there are such bright spots in them, especially in Half Blood. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Half Blood. So I pulled up the doc from the last episode just to get a little bit of a feel for where we're starting at now. So Sasa wrote that, you know, turns out that Grop didn't actually want to come back with Hagrid but you know Hagrid did it anyway Hermione's like what (laughs) (laughs) why (laughs) and so we find out that um after Hagrid's mom left his dad she went and you know had another baby and this is Grop and so Harry says "Mm, Grop question and Hagrid said you know that's what it sounds like when he says his name. And then I went to look up what it meant. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> I truly, but I truly think that's the point behind the name. Um, because, you know, Hagrid literally can't understand him. So it kind of like, yeah. What do you think his name is? Gary. Okay. <laughs> Where Gary. does the P come from? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I bet that it's probably pretty close to Grop because they have... It might be Grop. Yeah, because they have weird names. <laughs> they have... Sounds like a typical giant name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that moment. Where everybody looked at me like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I pulled up the Harry Potter wiki and it's just like, there's nothing there. (laughs) Talking about early life of Grop. Um, Born post 1931. Also a question. We don't really know. Well, they're probably saying that whatever year Hagrid was born. Yes. Um, Son of Fred Wolfa and some unnamed giant. I wonder if it was also a smaller... Giant, you know, since he's a shorty. Does it ever say like how tall his mom was? Um, I can look that up, but Grop is sixteen feet. About sixteen feet. Go ahead and Danny DeVito that. Three point three one eight DeVito. I think we did this at the end of the last episode. I'm sure we did. It it always is nice to hear it again though. (laughs) Thank you, Pasha. Yeah. He's just a smaller giant, so he was getting picked on by the other ones. I'm not surprised by this, given the behavior that Hagrid was talking about with them and and how they killed 
the gurg and all of that. So Grop is a full-blooded giant. And he was abandoned because of his size. And I almost, without reading a little bit into it in the last episode, I was like, I wonder if, you know, something happened to Fred Wolfa. But I guess that's just like a thing with giants. Like if they're on the smaller side, they don't like them. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, the like run to the letter. Of you're not you're not uh what we view as like the best. So we're gonna So there's like there's like, like within that. each like you know, we see it with wizards, you know. You're not pure blood or you know, you're muggle born, blah blah blah. You're not as good as me. It's just it's just interesting to see that that's a common thread within yeah. within the books. So Hagrid's getting really anxious at this point, and he continues to tell them about Grop. Grop doesn't speak a lot of English, and he goes on to say that he doesn't think his mother liked Grop much, um, just like she didn't like Hagrid much. Quote, see, with giantesses, what counts is producing big kids, and he's always been a bit on the runty side for a giant. Only 16 foot. Hermione loses her mind again at this point, and she says, oh, yes, tiny, absolutely minuscule, in a kind of, like, <laughs> hysterical, sarcastic, she's freaking out. And honestly, she's like... She's majorly freaking out. Well, think about the... Blames her? I think about the story she heard. They ripped his head off. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. R.I.P. And so Hagrid informs them that Grop was being kicked around by the other giants and there's no way that he could have left him there. Also, rightfully so. And then we get the info about Madame Maxime and what she's been up to. Quote, she, well, she couldn't see it was, she could see it was right important to me, said Hagrid, twisting his enormous hands. But she got a bit tired of him after a while. I must admit. So we split up on the journey home. She promised not to tell anyone, though. And I'm thinking about his body language in this moment. He's visibly anxious. He's wringing his hands. And he's desperate for help. Yeah. And I, and, and I really want to give him a hug. Yeah. But I can't mm. because he's fictional. And so Harry asks how he managed to get him back to Hogwarts without anybody noticing. And that's the part that took so long because they could only travel by night and they could only go through what is they call the wild country. So they wouldn't be noticed. And Grop kept wanting to go back. So it was really difficult to cover a lot of ground. And I, I wonder if that's where Hagrid got like the bulk of those injuries when he was trying to like, no, we have to keep moving forward. And Grop's like, no, I got to go back. I wonder if maybe some tussles happened I'm when he sure. was trying to, to get him. Yeah. How how do how would he have gotten back like if Haggard had let him? Like would he have known how to get back to where he came from? I think it would have been a real big mess for the ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Do I don't Grop think he would have known. I think he would have just walked back. Um I maybe he would have followed their trail, maybe like the broken like tree I think limbs the and things. Hurt him. Huh? I agree. Katie asked if he would have survived and I don't think he would have. I think wizards would have killed him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't for sure. That. I think the ministry would have more specifically. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm definitely meant. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what took so long. 
quote, oh, Hagrid, why on earth didn't you let him, referring to letting him go back, said Hermione, flopping down onto a ripped up tree and burying her face in her hands. What do you think you're going to do with a violent giant who doesn't even want to be here? Okay. I get that Hermione only wants the best for Hagrid. This is a theme we see with Hermione through this book. She wants what's best, right? And when Hermione, like, gets in her mind what is best, that's what she goes with. But I don't think that she's thinking about the whole picture because she's really terrified. So she's like blocked from kind of having the empathy that I would want her to have. So I'm not faulting her for this moment because she truly is scared, but that's his family and he was being hurt. So I can understand it. Oh, Lordy, Lordy. (laughs) Megan, you can go first. Who's first? Uh, I was just going to say, I, I don't know if it's this I don't think it's this chapter. I think it might be the next uh, episode we are recording. You can tell how on edge Hermione is going forward for the next while while they're like studying and going through OWLs and everything. Um, And I think that it's in her personality where if she has anxiety over something, she you're right. She doesn't have any empathy for a situation. She doesn't. It's it's very much like she takes her anxiety out on others and probably says the wrong things because she's frustrated and she's scared. So she snaps out at people. Um, and I can relate because I do that sometimes. Like like she genuinely is just she's really scared. I, I would be. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. I would have reacted any differently than Hermione either just because uh like it's it's hard whenever you know as Hermione that no matter what you say Hagrid's not going to hear you Mm -hmm. um even if you say it in a nice way he's going to like brush it off somehow uh but also at the same time she's not going to think about the fact that this is family she's thinking this is a half giant who's incredibly dangerous and doesn't want to be here and Hagrid is putting himself in danger and I'm scared for him and I'm scared for us because he's just asked us to take care of this giant um so I just like I think we're gonna see more of how Hermione reacts to this like in the coming pages of the book um Mm -hmm. And like, it's just in her personality. So, um, so I'm just going to say that I disagree a little bit. I think she does have some empathy for him, but we know that Hermione is a very logical person. And like Megan was saying, like she is terrified. So she's just going to say exactly what she's thinking. And, and she is for her, the, the logically of having or logistics or whatever of having grop there. And what's going to happen is going to outweigh, Yes, she does feel bad, like, that is his family, but, like, regardless of that, like, all of these other things are going to happen, and you really need to look at that bigger picture of what are the consequences of you bringing him here. And she is just, she's terrified, like, because that is something, like, you're walking into the woods, it's kind of scary already, you're already out of, like, a your element, you don't know what else is in there, you just know that it, there's a lot of things that can kill you there, right? So she's already, like out of her comfort zone and then you see a giant who's 16 15 feet tall like of course she's going to be scared and she's also scared for Hagrid like they were saying mm-hmm. so logically she's thinking like you shouldn't have done this 
So it's just, I, for me, in my head, candidates outweighing her empathy that she does have for him. I'm not saying, I don't think she doesn't have any. I think she has some. She's just. I think you worded what I it. was thinking better. Yeah, because I agree. Like, I do think, I think it's just like pushed to the back right now because she's yeah, very like, like yeah. focused on these are the issues with this situation and we need to like rectify it. And I yeah. think that, um, oh, shoot, what was I going to say? The other. Oh, the other thing is, like, she is genuinely really scared for OWLs, too. Like, we all know how yeah. good of a student she is. And, like, sure, you could brush it off and be like, Hermione, oh, my God, you're fine. Like, you're going to do great. But she, I mean, like, that's her bog art, right? Well, like, I, failing. Yeah. yeah. So, I think part of that goes deeper into being, like, she's not worthy because she's being told yes. all the time by, like, anybody, like, all the Slytherins and Malfoy and, like, that, you know, oh, you're a muggle-born, but you're so smart. But yeah. like, why can't you just be smart? Why can't you just be a good student? She has or to like try really witch? hard. But they're yeah. always, it's always saying like, well, she's a muggle born. Well, she's a muggle born. Well, like, why does that even matter? So right. and I think in the back of her head, she's always thinking that she has to prove herself because she is a witch, but she's getting told constantly that you're really like, you're the brightest witch of her age. Like for a muggle born, kind of, you know what I mean? I think that's right. There's the like that mind. backhanded comment, like, yeah, wow, you're a really bright witch for being a muggle born. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of feels like, oh, you're really strong for a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard that before. Um, to go back to Hagrid, though, Sarah, you mentioned something about like in the end, like these are the like these are all the things that could happen, you know, because of you doing this. But when Hagrid is bringing him back, it's it's either I take the chance at someone finding out about this and something happens to me and them or we could potentially like keep this a secret or my brother's going to be killed. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I guess like in my head, if I was Hagrid, Grop's coming back with me And I, I no matter it, what. I think it shows like a great kind of juxtaposition of we know like Hermione is genuinely like a good person. Like Harry's a good person. You know what I mean? So like when, when she writes these characters and you, you, is it serious? The one that's like, everybody's got some light and some dark in them. And it's like mm-hmm. what you choose to do. So like all of these people are doing good choices and doing what they think is best for Hagrid, his family. Cause this is the only blood that he has left and he's willing to like, again risk being seen risk his brother harming him because he doesn't want to be there because that's his family and that's what he views as important right now um where hermione's also thinking like of hagrid and herself and she's got again all everybody everybody here has like 80 things on their brain her she's thinking of school she's thinking about grok she's thinking about ron and quidditch really realistically she's thinking about the war and about marietta and and all of those things, like they all have all of these things, and she's thinking about Harry's dreams. She, so, girl is stressed. All of them have all of these things on their minds, yeah. And they have to choose like which one, like how they're going to go at it, and like you know, nature versus nurture. Like their personalities go into making that decision, how they make their decisions. All of those things are going to be how they come to what they think is best for themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hopefully There's a question going on in the Discord chat right now. Is Dumbledore aware of Grop? I want to say no. And the only reason why I want to say no is that I think Hagrid 
kept it from him because he didn't want any more backlash on Dumbledore. Hagrid is very protective, as we see, of the people that he loves. And as much as we want to say Dumbledore knows everything, well, he doesn't. Um, and I think that this is something that Hagrid wouldn't have mentioned to to anybody. And he's only doing this as a last-ditch effort. And Dumbledore's not there. So we can't even tell him now. Thoughts and feelings and Megan's. Um, <laughs> I agree. I don't think that Dumbledore... <laughs> I don't think Dumbledore knew in this moment. And I think that on top of Hagrid wanting to protect Dumbledore, I also think Hagrid was probably scared of a repeat of the Norbert situation. Um, Oh, taken away. Yeah. Yeah. Because while I'm sure Dumbledore could have found a better situation for him, maybe with somebody who could actually take care of him, Hagrid wanted to be the one to do that. So, like, mm-hmm. even though I I don't think Dumbledore would have been like, no, he has to go back and get beat up by those, you know, giants. Like, I don't think Dumbledore would have done mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. I think that no matter what the situation Dumbledore would have come up with, Hagrid would have been unhappy. And I just want to speak to Hagrid's character in this moment, because as as somebody who is adopted and doesn't know any of their siblings in any way, shape, or form. And I know that I have some, but I don't know any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not have done what he did if I met my blood sibling down the road. Heck no. I don't know who you are. You're not a part of my life. If you're going to cause harm or danger potentially to like me or my friends and family, sorry. And this is a thousand percent my Slytherin coming out, and that's fine. But all I'm saying is it's a thousand percent Hagrid's Gryffindor coming out here and wanting to take him in in this situation and because he doesn't even have like I at least have my adoptive mom and dad and like I have people close to me that I you know that I truly care about and if I were to I don't know go on a trip somewhere and run into somebody who was supposedly one of my siblings or half siblings and like they needed my help I'd have to take a really long, hard think about if I even wanted to step into that situation. I probably would bounce. I'd be like, sorry, I don't know you. You may share blood with me, but I know nothing about you. So, like, I'm not putting myself on the line for you. And so I just think it speaks volumes to Haggard's character that he does do this because it's definitely not something I would have done in his situation. I want to hear from everybody else. That's interesting. Well, but we because also remember he he brought him with him, so it's not like this. That like Ralph wanted him to come, so it was not like if your half sibling or whomever wanted to come with you and you said no, it was that you were dragging them, kind of. Thing. So even mm-hmm. more so, heck no, I would not have mm-hmm. done that. <laughs> like, like hard it, stop. Like, I I think I I think if you have to give it a fair comparison, it would be like someone that you like care about right now that's part of your family that might obviously not be blood but like if i didn't want to go with you and you were like yeah but it's for the better and i'm like kicking and screaming like would you still drag me yes if i knew you were going to potentially be physically harmed if not murdered yeah i'm pulling your hair and you're going <laughs> <laughs> like for me like that's but that's I, like but genuinely that's for someone you don't even know us, like you really want to do that for someone you don't know for someone I don't know, yes. If I saw someone being hurt in the street and I didn't know them, yeah, I would jump in. I have done that. 
Like I've literally done that. I don't. And I've that's but, that and, and it's okay to be different. But that's just my personality. Yeah. Um, I I've never been put in that situation, but I don't know if I'd be able to like if I saw someone like getting hurt, like in the street or like yelling. But that's why help. I don't think I would be able to not stop is what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't be able to, like, not do something because then I would it would make me like for what? Like, I, I would probably make me sick and I would not stop thinking about it being like, I should have done something. I should have done something. And that's why. But, but I don't know. But here's the I, thing. You know? And this is what I like is that it makes me think about when somebody says I could never do what you do. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that there are people that can. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. People say this to me all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. People say that to me all the time. I teach yeah. first grade. Yeah. They're boogery and gross, <laughs> but I love them. <laughs> and so, like, with, I could say with you, I could never do what you do. Yeah. But, but, also, but it's good to have these yes. differences. And there's nothing wrong with, like... No, I think it's, like, all. the biggest thing is, like, when we talk about, like, at the end of the books with people going to, like... They're going they're going into a war. They might not. Not everyone at this point in this book realizes it, but that's that's what's going to happen. We all know this because we've read the books and there are some people that don't want to fight. And there's nothing wrong with that. I I don't know. Real. I could sit here and be like, oh, I would totally go. I would fight because like that's what you should do. I don't know if I'm put in that situation and they're like, you can either go and like risk your life and go and fight or you can go over here. I don't know. You but know what that's, I mean? that's, that's the and thing that's too. That's that. It, exactly. Yeah. Some people, um, like if we take our armed forces, they give themselves for others. And then some other people have it thrust upon them in, yeah. in moments of need. And that's what's ha- has happened to me. Obviously I, I don't serve in the armed forces. I have so much respect for them, but, but that isn't me. So that's another case where I'm like, I'm so glad there are people out there yeah. that do those things for us. And, and then there are people that don't. And it's, it's honestly what makes our world work. Yeah. And I appreciate it. Who knew we could get so deep with, with this episode of Grop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've I, said before, like if I was in the situation in Deathly Hollows, and it was like, all right, you can either stay or leave. Mm-hmm. You I would, would go. I would probably go. I'm, and that's fine. But again, I, yeah, I just don't know. I'm I'm purely thinking it's hard because like you don't really know what your reaction is going to be until you're like thrust no, into that no. situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Like but if I like literally if I'm putting myself in Hagrid's shoes, I am I am, you know, on a mission for Dumbledore and I have to go and do this dangerous thing. And I already like narrowly escaped death. right? <laughs> and then I discover somebody there is like related to me but they don't want to come no way i'd be like all right bye <laughs> all right <laughs> Catherine. oh guys. i can see both sides no 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 um i'm sorry i'm honestly trying to think of what Kate's i would... like do you want to come no bye <laughs> I, I think i would have left i don't I'm know i don't trying know trying to think something that it's is hard. sticking with me and i don't know if it's really related but it's like coming to the front of my mind is so like i even think of like say you see a car accident on the side of the road right mm. do you stop do you keep going 
And something I heard, I don't know where, but it remind I get reminded of it all the time is like, there's that mentality in human beings of being like, well, someone else will call. But if mm-hmm. everyone's saying someone else will call, nobody mm-hmm. calls and then there's no mm-hmm. help. So like mm-hmm. I try to keep that in my brain. Yes, the bystander mm-hmm. effect. Thank you, Kara. Um, you're like moving your hand and it's causing shadows. shadows. He's <laughs> over here like attacking all of the shadows on the ground <laughs> as you move your hand. I'm sorry. He's comic relief <laughs> on a very deep subject. So I try to keep that in mind. But like I honestly don't. I think I would freeze in a lot of these situations and I don't want to be like that. I want to be the person that helps. So I think I struggle with that mentality when my mind goes down these anxiety roads of like, what if Mm -hmm. I really don't know. I mean, I honestly, I think I too would, would, would freeze and be like for almost forget everything because there's times when i've been at work and like something happens something happens yeah. right and i almost like I, I, there's almost nothing i can do because there's so many people already in the room so that i'm like ah i'll just stand here you tell me what you need mm-hmm. and really it's i'm not doing anything because i'm almost like nothing i can do but i think with hagrid like he's just got like the biggest heart so like Mm -hmm. the second he sees harry he's like that's my family too you know what i mean and like he sees grop and he finds out like that's his brother and he immediately is like Mm -hmm. that's my family so yeah well i can actually speak from experience with what katie was talking about which is why i kind of know ish how i would react is like i have seen two accidents happen and have stopped for both um one was when I was in high school and this old man and his wife were driving and their gas pedal stuck and they literally hit like a telephone pole. And so we pulled over and, you know, grabbed towels that we had in the back of our car. And I literally like held and tried to stop some bleeding. I'm not going to go into details. That was a bad one. I crashed hard from that. From it's like shitting, it's adrenaline. Um, and then Marty and I were on our way home from Gettysburg a few years ago, and we were going over this hill, and there was we're going up a hill, and there was you know the sun was setting, and we were in Amish country, and the car in front of us, I looked at it, and I was like, "There's not slowing down, and there's a horse and buggy," and so the sun stopped, and this car kept going. And there was an accident and we pulled over and stopped and, you know, we, we helped the couple and luckily that they ended up being okay. But like, I, I'm never going to not stop. See, now I feel like those types of situations are like different. We are talking about a lot of different situations. Yeah, no, I mean like, like those situations don't put me in danger. You know what I'm saying? So saying, like, yeah. so like those types well, of situations, I probably would stop. But like with Grop, stopping on the side of a road like, though during an accident is a very dangerous thing to do. Well, yeah, but I've never seen not in happens, the sense so. of like I'm bringing home a half giant that is or, trying to murder me like the entire that time that we're coming home. <laughs> as if this is a real situation. But like, do you know what I'm or saying? We're fighting in a war. Or like fighting in a war, yeah. yeah, for sure. Like yeah. Yeah. that literally puts you in the, the line of fire. Like right. you could die. Whereas, like, yeah, of course, stopping on the side of the road for an accident is is not you know risk free, but also 
it's it's not the same as I'm not I'm not trying to like say what you did was not as grand as what I'm talking about. I'm just saying like, yes, I agree. In those situations, I probably would also stop. All right. Katie's not even Katie's just playing with Iggy over here. (laughs) I am. Not even in on the conversation. Well, I I think part of like speak to um, like this past year of working in a hospital with COVID going around that all the time people are like, oh, my God, how do you do it? Like, thank you so much. And I'm like, it literally just one hour. I'm just going to my job. Like, (laughs) yeah, it almost like was making like not making me mad, but I'm like, I'm not a hero. Like, I'm literally just getting dressed and going to work um, and coming home. And. I don't know if that's how soldiers feel or anything, but it's just like it's You're my job. Type. I'm here to do. Different I'm here to take of care soldier. of people. That's what I do. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And there, thank you Whew. for it. Mm. All right. How one. many minutes later? Hmm. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm at. Uh, let's see. We were talking about Hermione, <laughs> and then we were talking about accidents. <laughs> Oh, oh you were at like oh, I know I Hagrid. Got it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So Hagrid thinks that the term violent, you know, describing Grop is a bit much, and he is only taking a couple of swings at Hagrid when he was in a bad mood, but his behavior is getting better and better. And ha- Harry's like, um, what are those ropes for then? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, Hagrid! <laughs> I didn't realize they were as thick as saplings. So yeah, so he just noticed the ropes wow. that were thick as saplings stretching from around the trunks of the largest nearby trees towards the place where Grop lay curled on the ground with his back to them. You have to keep him tied up," said Hermione faintly. "Well, yeah," said Hagrid, looking anxious. "See." Like I say, he doesn't really know his own strength. Mm-hmm. And so Harry had now made the connection that that's why there's no other signs of living creatures in this area of the forest. So what's the plan? Hagrid wants them to look after Grop while he's gone because he knows that his time is limited because of Umbridge. And what does taking care of Groppy look like? Keeping him company and teaching him. Sounds fun. Teaching him English. English. Quote, Harry said nothing but turned to look back at the gigantic form laying asleep on the ground in front of them. Grop had his back to them. Unlike Hagrid, who had simply looked like a very oversized human, Grop looked strangely strangely misshapen. What Harry had taken to be vast mossy boulder to the left of the great earthen mound, he now recognized as Grop's head. It was much larger in proportion to the body than a human head, almost perfectly round and covered with tightly curling, close growing hair, the color of bracken. I didn't look that up. Somebody else looked that up. I don't know what that means. I think dark. <laughs> <laughs> the color of dark. Uh, the color of light. <laughs> uh, the rim of a single large fleshy ear oh, was visible on top of the head, which seemed to sit rather like Uncle Vernon's. Vernon's directly upon... Oh, I did that twice. Directly upon the shoulders with little or no neck in between. I was totally wrong. Oh, it's green. Yeah. Bracken is like ferns. He has green hair. They did that in the movie, didn't they? 
Let's not talk about like movie Grop. Grop looks Ugh. great. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's so good. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> the back under what looked like a dirty brownish smock comprised of animal skin sewn together, roughly sewn together, was very broad as Grop slept. It seemed to strain a little as the rough seams of the skins. The legs were curled up under the body. I don't know why he doesn't say his legs. The legs. It's weird. He's like the legs. Like it's. It's mm, almost it's like weird. he's dehumanizing Grop. Yeah. A bit. Mm. Yeah. It makes me sad. Harry could see the soles. Of, oh, I guess I didn't read that. The legs were curled up under the body. Harry could see the soles of enormous filthy bare feet. Largest sledges. Resting one on top of the other on the earthy forest floor. Sledge is a sled, in case you're wondering. I didn't know, like those old tiny sleds. <laughs> like <laughs> like as big as sleds. like Santa's sleigh, like a big sleigh, sled, sleigh, sledge. sledge. Like imagine the thing that people stand on whenever huskies are pulling them in Alaska. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That helped me get a picture of my brain. Thanks. We're awesome. All right, so we're talking... Cool runnings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's like one of Marty's favorite movies. <laughs> Forenza's warning was loud and clear in his mind. Quote, his attempt is not working. He would do better to abandon it. Haggard is desperate for Grop to be able to communicate because then he might have a real chance at being able to stay at Hogwarts. And they tell Haggard that they'll, quote, try. And Haggard is crying and beaming at them. He is so happy about this. He tells them about once a week should be enough. And well, now... You know what he says? Oh. Do or do not. There is no try. Mm. That's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for introductions, everybody. Hermione jumps up and is like, hard no. But Hagrid's like, but yeah. And, you know, he's already on his way to waking him up. So how does he do it, everybody? This is going to make you very happy. A pleasant way to wake up in the morning. He pokes him real hard in the middle of the back with a tree limb. Nope. Yep. <laughs> Don't you do that to me. I'd be grumpy and ripping up trees, too. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? So in Harry's mind, he says the giant roared, doesn't call him Grop, which I thought was kind of weird. Uh, the giant roared and it echoed around the silent forest. So Grop rises from the ground. And I liked this description. It says the ground shuddered as he placed his enormous hands upon it to push himself onto his knees. It just kind of like gives you a sense of how like bulky he is you know um Hagrid is like so cheery at this moment and this just reminds me a lot of whenever he had Norbert he was so excited to be like warming that egg in his hut yeah and like yelling at Ron when Norbert bit Ron like right, he like, like did it something was Ron's fault <laughs> yeah yeah this it's just like very much like you know when <laughs> <laughs> you know when Hagrid is in his happy place, right? Uh, all right. Uh, so Harry and Hermione, or Hagrid's being cheery, uh, just ignoring all the signs of terror around him and smiling because Harry and Hermione have moved back as far as they could while still being able to keep Grop in their line of vision. 
um, and they look up at his huge face that resembles a gray full moon swimming in the gloom of the clearing. And I love this description of his face that the author goes into. And it kind of reminds me of the rock giants in Frozen 2. Yeah. Like that's kind of um, how I just like picture how Grop even moves. Uh, So it it says the nose. And again, he's saying it as if Grop, he's saying the nose, the small eyes, the mouth, not like Grop's nose. Um, So, yeah, I do kind of feel like Harry in his mind here doesn't necessarily view Grop as anything more than a creature and not not even like being status I guess yeah just like beast yeah he's a beast yeah yeah the nose was stubby and shapeless the mouth lopsided and full of misshapen yellow teeth the size of half bricks did he get those from the yellow brick road Oh my god. Follow it. Megan. <laughs> the small eyes were a muddy greenish brown and just now were half gummed together with sleep. Ew, oh. gummed. That's gross. Wipe them eyes. Ew. Can't, his hands what? are tied. I don't wipe like them this eyes. description. Somebody give him a towel. Like you say it like you've not read this book Ooh, more than once. You got the boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> So (laughs) at this moment, because Grop is like standing up, Hermione is, like we said before, terrified. And I say rightfully so, because as we know from earlier and other mentions of in this book, giants are not known to be kind. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) You don't know what I'm talking about? Well, I pulled from the wikia just like a little... A little thing to just go over, just do a little reminder here. So giants are very large humanoid magical beings, which can potentially grow. Humanoid. Yeah. To approximately 25 feet tall and appear to be a large human. Now, as we know, Grop is about 16 feet. So he's pretty small for a giant. But still, that's how many like Michael Phelps's is that? I want to know that. We need a Michael Phelps spot. Because he's pretty tall, isn't he? He's like really tall and he's got like really, really long arms and stuff. He's kind of like. I have a big head giant. and little arms. <laughs> Michael Phelps is only 6'4. Is he? Yeah. <gasps> that's like one inch taller than that, Marty. That, that's definitely tall. That's tall. I know it's I mean, tall, it's, but it's not as tall as I was thinking. So he's, like, I believe his arm span is longer than his height. What? Maybe that's how many. Okay, so Genuinely, how many Michael Phelps arm reason. spans tall Michael is Grop? Phelps arm span. Is he humanoid? <laughs> wonderful. Six foot seven is his arm span. See, that's crazy. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. That's bananas, man. Because your arm, He's your a dolphin. Arm span He's is like supposed to be the same as your height, and they say that's part of the reason why he's such a good swimmer. I think mine's shorter. His arms, it shouldn't be. Somebody measure me. Um. <laughs> but why are his longer? Why can't I be a humanoid? But they said his hands. I remember watching this on the news years ago. They were singing arms like paddles, and they helped get him to swim faster. What? Don't laugh at me. All right. So moving on here, behavior and traits of giants. They're not as intelligent as wizards and witches, but definitely more so than trolls. Given that they seem to be able to comprehend magic and are actually fond of its use, they do have their own language. Uh, culture and societal structure and they're capable of learning english and presumably other languages as well and they can read um 
However, though, they do not have the patience for long discussions and seem to prefer simplifying matters by killing their audience if the topic they brought proved too complicated. Hence why Hermione is scared. <laughs> she is so scared. Yeah. Um, because first of all, I mean, you don't know anything about Grop. Like, this is the first they're meeting him. And Hagrid's idea of, you know, he's not scary is not the same as Hermione and Harry and Ron's idea of this isn't scary and right in front of their face you can see how not very how, successful Hagrid's been so far yeah. yeah how destructive Grop has been just in that area of the forest and all of the cuts and bruises and everything that Hagrid has had and you know how tough Hagrid is so anyway Grop's wrists and ankles were attached to ropes and the trees creaked ominously that held him. And I liked this descriptor as well. His hands were the size of a beach umbrella. <laughs> um, so at that point, he grabs a bird nest and turns it out and all the eggs that were in it fall out. And I thought that was really sad. That made me really sad. R.I.P. birds. Right. But apparently yeah. Grop looked disappointed that there were no birds in the nest. Just Does eggs. he know he can eat the eggs? Does he not know that? Yeah, eggs are delicious. Yeah, he should have eaten them. Protein, unless bro. they're like not so delicious if they're. Like, I love fertilized. how we're like sad they dropped, but like, oh, you could have eaten them. <laughs> Would have made the same result. Oh, okay. <laughs> can I offer you an egg in this trying time? <laughs> so at this point, Hagrid <laughs> tries to introduce Grop to Harry and Hermione. But Grop just roars again and then attempts to basically pull out a pine tree by, like, bending it down to the ground to let it snap back up. And Hagrid scolds him for it. <laughs> so I was like, uh, yeah, giants don't do well with small enclosed places. So while technically the forest isn't small or enclosed, Grop is tied down to this small enclosed area of said forest and he's bored. You can just tell from this, like, three seconds, Grop is just bored. He's yes. bored. If he could just go out for an hour or two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My question is, because Hagrid's like, you don't need to worry about feeding him, but, like, how does he get food if there's nothing, or if they won't go by him? He's waiting for those birds. Point. Interesting. Hopefully Leave he doesn't it. catch those thestrals. I, don't I know feel like a be... bird for him is like a crumb of a cracker. <laughs> right. a cracker. <laughs> it you says know, that he catches. Sustenance. It says he catches <laughs> deer sometimes. Oh really? Yeah. A doe. I think Haggard says he catches deer. A deer. A female are just, deer. Are there right. normal deer in the forbidden sun. forest? I guess. There'd be stags. Uh, yeah. So Before. yeah, a deer. Anyway, um, a female deer. <laughs> <laughs> Hagrid scolds him again and like he, Norbert it's not really effective he doesn't Grop just doesn't care that he's getting scolded he's just like mm, yeah okay whatever I'm just gonna snap this pine tree now Grop gonna Grop uh, so Harry saw Hagrid at that point lying on his back with his hand over his nose so Grop must have like knocked him back somehow um, and Hagrid then just kind of gives up on the introductions because He's lost interest. Um, oh, wait, I totally forgot. He tries to grab Hermione at one point because Hagrid tries to introduce him to Hermione then. But then Harry notices what's about to happen and literally like pushes her out of the way just in time. Um, which good thinking, Harry. So I really Hagrid, like that moment. 
Yeah, I do too. It's a good Harry Hermione it's moment as friends. Yeah, good friend, <laughs> a good friendly moment (laughs) i would like to say i would push you down if a giant tried to get she would shove me in the giant's way just to get herself out of there put me down no 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 Uh, so Hagrid gives up because Grop has clearly lost interest in this whole introductions thing, which I don't think he ever held any interest in it to begin with. So it was pretty easy for him to lose interest in it. And then they start to head back out of the forest. Sorry, I was fighting a little yawn. Gosh, are we boring Sorry. you? No, not at all. Iggy's not over okay. here for her to play shadows with. You know what? <laughs> excuse me i I just want to say katie texted me and was like i really was paying attention i'm sorry and i'm like i was joking with you you weirdo (laughs) y'all just want to make the puff feel bad you're so cute meg will like me sick meg will do this thing and like it's funny like, so I don't want anyone to think that this is like cruel in any way, shape, or form. But like, oh, she geez. knows. She's giving a disclaimer for something that I do. She I makes know. Sure. I'm like, God. what are you about to drop here? Megan's so nice. She's not cruel at all. Let She's me not. tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> she knows that I feel like extra guilty about dumb stuff. Like I just have a super guilty conscience, so like she'll she'll purposefully say things to knowing that I'm feeling guilty, but then I try to not feel guilty, and I'm like, stop it! You know how I'm feeling about this, and then she'll just keep being sarcastic. But then I just laugh, and then yeah. but then it makes her laugh it's in the funny. end, and that's the point of it. I was it's like, funny. no, get out of your head. You need to just laugh about this. It works, but I'm like, Katie, stop it! Or she'll be it like, really you know, her OCD. When you play shadows with your cat, right? Her OCD will come out and she'll be like, are you sure that, like, this food is okay for me to eat? And I'll be like, you're going to die if you eat it. (laughs) She will. (laughs) Or I'll be like, because of COVID, I'm like, do I have to worry about, like, this and this being dirty? She's like, no, you might as well just take it off and burn it. (laughs) (laughs) God, Megan. (laughs) I love it. It works. That's funny. I'm like, stop it. And as soon as and she then you stops realize the that question, you're like she's in like, your head, yeah, and you're silly. As soon yeah. as she stops asking the question and like knows what answer is coming at her, she's like, ah, <laughs> just answer me for real. And I'm like, seriously, just burn your skin off. Yeah, you're, you're done for told already. Me that before, so you might as well just burn your skin then. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. Oh, I love you. I love you too. Snakey anyway. snakeness. Yep. <laughs> The snake to my puff for sure. It works. All right. So, unlike us, no one spoke for a while. We <laughs> did hear a distant crash. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Harry assumes Grop must have finally pulled up that pine tree. So, I don't know what he's going to do with it. But yeah, good job, Grop. So, Hermione is. So, they're all quiet. Hermione's looking like super pale. Her face is set. Harry honestly can't think of anything to say, but that kind of is Harry on the everyday basis. Um, so this is kind of like Harry's monologue in his head uh, from the book what on earth was going to happen when somebody found out that Hagrid had hidden Grop in the forest and he had promised that he Ron and Hermione would continue Hagrid's totally pointless attempt to civilize the giant how could Hagrid even with his immense capacity to to delude himself that fanged monsters were lovably harmless 
fool himself that Grop would ever be fit to mix with humans. Because he's thinking with his heart and not his head. Yep. Yes. Which is what I often do. Yeah. Which is why I was like, yeah, I'd bring Grop back. Which Harry often does, too. I think that... I think it's a very Gryffindor thing. Yeah. I think we it's do just, what we feel is right. It's a Hermione thing too, and that's why she's in Gryffindor. She does what she feels is right, right in her heart. And even though she does use her head a lot of the times, I mean, it's one of those things you just go with sometimes. I think it's Doesn't a super great. Yeah, I think it's a super <laughs> Gryffindor thing to to do um to like do what they're doing you know think with your heart and not with your head but then mm-hmm. also not necessarily be able to see sometimes when other people are doing exactly what you would have done <laughs> you know what i mean like had you been put into that situation been like gosh why did they decide to do that and it's like they were thinking with their heart and not your head something that you do a lot harry <laughs> Right. I feel it. I feel attacked actually. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. No, no. Meg likes to attack in the best ways. Like it's love attacks, you know? It's like when you get a love bite from a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Silence. Okay. I was thinking of a little snake that would like go into like strike and then they like stick their little tongue out and they're like, I told you. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I have to say I agree with Liv in the chat. She said that's why Hermione's so BA because she pulls from both head and heart so frequently. Mm-hmm. And I think that is why um I tend to I don't know, tend to like her. She does both. Like her, she does she have cool. a heart and a head. You are right, <laughs> she does. <laughs> so Hagrid suddenly stops him. He pulls an arrow out of his quiver. There's movement close by. So out pops a centaur named Magorian, which I tried to look up, but I couldn't really like find anything special about. Um, but he came out also armed, and he said, "I thought that we told you, Hagrid, that you are no longer welcome here." This is Hagrid, gamekeeper at Hogwarts, who like roams the forest and like knows all these beasts he's super kind to any any living creature and they're like nah bro get out four (laughs) or five more centaurs come out including bane who is that's a shout out all the way back to book one i don't think we've seen him since bane the one who like scolds friends for helping harry i believe so yes yeah yeah so he's been on the like hardline centaur law since we've known him and he kind of acts Centaur like law. he acts like he's never seen <laughs> Harry before. So Magorian goes on to say, I hope I'm saying that right. You know, like, all right, we all agreed what would what we would do if, quote, this human showed his face in the forest again. And Hagrid's like, oh, like, that's what I am. I'm just like this human now. Like, just because I stopped you all from committing murder. And Magorian's like, well, you shouldn't have gotten involved. Like, we have ways and laws that are different than yours and they stand and he says that Ferenz betrayed and dishonored them. And Hagrid doesn't understand that, nor do I, because all Ferenz was doing is helping Dumbledore. But one of the centaurs, this is literally how they view it. He said Ferenz has entered into servitude to the humans. And Hagrid's like, what are you talking about? Ferenz is just doing Dumbledore a favor. But we come to find out they see it as, well, he's giving humans who they do see as below them 
he's giving humans our knowledge and our secrets and like you can't come back from that kind of a disgrace so Hagrid's like all right if you say so I think you're making a mistake and Bane's like yeah you're making a mistake too coming back into our forest and Hagrid's like what like what do you mean our forest I don't want to hear that anymore it's not up to you who comes and who goes um and Megorian says that it's not up to it's not anymore up to Hagrid either and that they'll let them go today because he he actually gets mis he mistakes Harry and Hermione as Hagrid's offspring um and Bane like is like nah those are just students and he's like well it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> nah <laughs> nah, nah man. Man. <laughs> and Megorian's like well it doesn't matter like to slaughter a foal is that how you say that yeah yeah, is a terrible crime. Like we don't touch the innocent. Um, but he does remind Hagrid, like, you better stay away from here. Like, you forfeited your friendship with the Centaurs when you helped Ferenz, who we consider a traitor. Um, and Hagrid, who this is not probably. I don't know how they didn't just attack him. He said, "I won't be. I won't be kept out of the forest by a bunch of mules like you." Yes, Tiffany. Them spiting words first. Um, yeah, for real though. But yeah. I just think it's interesting that centaurs call, you know, their children foals, since that's the word used for a baby horse. I just thought that, that was interesting. Is. That is interesting. Just in yeah. case. What would they call know. them though? I don't know. Yeah. But it like doesn't recognize the other half. I mean it's what? Just call them a wee babe. People half horse. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. You know what yeah, I like, think of? Do you guys ever see <laughs> the pictures up that circle like the internet every once in a while? And it's like thinking of baby centaurs that are like half um, whatever. Like the baby's just flopping around. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't hold it set up. <laughs> oh my God. Baby. That is super contradicting because, like, horses can stand almost, like, immediately after birth, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. So Hagrid Dude, calls them. Same with goats. They, like, jump around, like, two days after. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so Hagrid calls them a bunch of mules and Hermione's like, okay, let's go. Let's <laughs> get go. out of here. Um, and Megorian's <laughs> like, he says they know what what Hagrid's keeping in the forest and that their tolerance is waning and Hagrid's like ready to fight this guy. He's like, you'll tolerate Grop as long as he's here. It just must his forest as it is yours. And Harry and Hermione are like trying to push Hagrid and he literally doesn't feel it. Like he looks down and is like surprised that both of them are shoving, trying to shove him because they didn't really move him at all. Um, but they finally walk away. Hagrid's like, oh, calm down you two. Like, the centaurs are just ruddy old nags, so it's it's almost <laughs> dangerous. It's like dangerous how much Hagrid is really at home with the forest because there really are like the centaurs really do have like a large community in there, like that really is their yeah. turf, and he's just like oh like it was going to be fine, like nothing was going to happen. But is it their turf to them? It well, is no. I mean, but, like it's yeah. not. But they would defend it as if it were. I mean, sure, but that doesn't True. mean they're right. I I agree, but if Hagrid was alone, like Beta, there would have been a fight. Him. Do you see how long it Hagrid takes Umbridge won. to get to get Hagrid? She doesn't get Hagrid. Just she tries. It just I don't want it's no just fights. interesting to me. Hagrid's fight, fight, like fight, fight, fight. 
what he views as dangerous. Pretty much just Voldemort. Yeah. And Death Eaters. That's yeah. honestly like any everything else is like so low on his list. Well, I think it's like he's he's gonna fight for what's important to him and I think he's just really strong and well, he knows yes, it. Yes, but I also think he thinks that like in his mind is like if he dies along the way, then at least he's doing it for like he he was fighting for like the good side, you know what I mean? The greater good, Fight would you for say? For his right to party. Sure. Yeah. You got exactly. it. Exactly. You got it. <laughs> All right, so Hermione tries to get out of the deal. She's like, oh, if the centaurs don't want humans in the forest, Hagrid, like, how are we possibly going to care for Grop? And he's like, nah, they said they don't hurt kids, so we're good. (laughs) Harry's like, nice try. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So it's my turn now. So let's talk. Let's talk about all the books. (laughs) All at once. All at, all at once. You know what? Harry does some magic, and in the end, he wins. <laughs> he loses, <laughs> but then he also wins. Yeah. So, Great. like, he, he loses a lot, and then he gains some stuff, but then he loses some stuff again, and then he wins. You're going to die, <laughs> but you're going to be happy about it. <laughs> so, they're leaving the woods. Um, Hagrid has parted the trees. I like, like, how... Um, like I visualized this in my head that it was like parting the trees, like literally. Yeah, like in my head, like I'm thinking, like he parted them, <laughs> and, and then, then they like hear spring. all of the cheering. They see like the stands, and Hagrid's like, "Oh, I wonder if that's another gore, gore, <laughs> goal that was scored, or if the match <laughs> is over." So they kind of like, you know, are looking. We Harry realizes that like both Hermione and he's assuming himself look a little worse for wear after their adventures in the forest. Hagrid points out that people are leaving the stand, so that must mean the game is over. And so he kind of tells Harry and Hermione to go over and um, kind of blended with the crowd. So it doesn't be, seem suspicious that they're not with them. <laughs> so obviously Her- Hermione is not pleased with what has just happened. Um, and she really can't believe what Hagrid um, has done. And Harry says like the wrong thing to Hermione, which I'm sure if anyone's ever said this to you, don't ever say this you to say someone. Calm down. He tells her to calm down. No, calm down. A giant, a giant in the forest. And we're supposed to give him English lessons. Always assuming, of course, we can get past the herd of murder centaurs on the way in and out. I don't believe him. (laughs) You read that very nicely. Gore. (laughs) So Harry points out that they don't have to do anything unless Hagger gets thrown out. And that might not happen. And Hermione's like, dude. Of course it's going to happen. Like, and she says that for what she can see, she doesn't blame Umbridge. She goes on to say, this is a quote from the book. There was a pause in which Harry glared at her and her eyes filled slowly with tears. You don't mean that said Harry quietly. No, she didn't, but she wonders why he's kind of making his life harder on himself. Him being Hagrid. Um, so Harry goes to respond that there are people singing. They can hear that Weasley is the King's song again. And Hermione just kind of wishes that they would stop singing. And like, she's thinking it's the Slytherin singing and gloating about it. Um, and she, obviously she's upset because she doesn't want Ron to be upset because like they're friends. And she also knows it's going to be her husband. She probably doesn't know that, but I do. <laughs> they go to uh, move because, you know, obviously they're, they stopped People are walking around them and they are thinking they're going to see like a group of Slytherin singing this song. But um, Harry like notices that it's not a sea of green and silver. Oh, nay, nay. 
Uh, it is actually a sea of red and gold singing the song. So there's a mass of group of people that have someone on their shoulders and they're singing. Tiffany, do you want to do the honors? Because you're the R- Gryffindor. Oh, I it's was right. going to ask you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sing it. How don't, what's the tune? I'm we trying to think of is how. I always picture it like, like more of a chant. You didn't let the quaffle in. Weasley is our king. I like that. I can't remember what Jim Dale does. I have to find it. It ain't what Tiffany O'Malley did. Weasley is our king. Weasley is our king. (laughs) So Hermione says no (laughs) quietly because she does not believe what she is seeing. Harry says yes loudly because he is excited. So then Ron sees them and exclaims, they won! Another little quote from the book. They beamed up at him as he passed. There was a scrum at the door of the castle and Ron's head got rather badly bumped on the lintel. I don't know. But nobody seemed to want to put him down. And so I said, a scrum is kind of like a huddle. So is a hum kind of like a scruddle? Also, I googled... I, I just took a sip of water. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. You want to know what a lintel is? I googled scrum, and a scrum is short for a scrummage, which is a method. This is according to Google, and a scrum yeah. is with rugby. Um, it's it's a method of restarting a play in rugby football that involves players packing closely together with their heads down and attempting to gain possession of the ball. Um, Do you yeah. want to know what a lintel is? Please tell me. It is a noun. A horizontal support of timber, stone, concrete, or steel across the top of a door or window. I kept hearing lentil. <laughs> Not beans. Is that what is that in the Bible when um when Moses is getting his people out of Egypt and they have to paint move a lentil this way? <laughs> <laughs> funny oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is rich <laughs> no i'm thinking like you know how the the night that like the spirit comes through and like if you don't oh, they put a the mark door, i thought they just put it on the door i don't know why it makes it i feel maybe it's in the prince of egypt that they talk about a lintel i don't know a lintel a little okay so, um, anyways, Harry and Hermione are kind of stood there and they watch as the rest of the Gryffindors go inside. They're still singing because obviously they've won. Um, they're excited. <laughs> they turn to each other and Harry says that they'll wait to tell Ron their news. Hermione also isn't in a hurry to tell him, so it's fine with her. So they like walk up. I'm guessing there's stairs. I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't remember. But they get to the doors of Hogwarts and they turn around. They both look back towards the forest and Harry could have sworn that he saw like a group of birds fly into the sky. Like they had just been resting in a tree that had its roots. (laughs) (laughs) Roots. Roots. Roots ripped up. (laughs) Um, And that's the end of the chapter, man. Okay. So as far as Quidditch goes, I just want to say one thing. Suck it. <laughs> Are you trying to say that with, with football too? Huh? Well, I just makes me think of like, we have a big football game coming up this weekend and we won the last game. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. We made some history. 
Quidditch Cup winners are Gryffindors. Are the Gryffindors. (laughs) (laughs) Ask some questions. Give me some questions, Meg. All right. Let's see. What? What? You lie. What? My laptop says it's going to die, but it's plugged in. It's not plugged in. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the liar now? Me. Me. (laughs) All right. Pesha asks. Sure. I don't know what house Pesha was in at this point in the recording whenever she's been changing houses all night, but... (laughs) Pesha asks, Silly's. what is Grop's real name? Wrong answers only. Wait, <laughs> his wrong answers only? I yeah. say I say to go with the G. They all have to start with G. Gloop. Augustus <laughs> Gloop. Augustus <laughs> Gloop. <laughs> um, Jeffrey with a G. Oh, nice. <laughs> Oh man. Come on. Gorgamorn, because that's a giant name. Because that's a giant name. (laughs) Typical giant name. This sounds like a typical giant name. I like Gary, I won't lie. (laughs) You like Gary? Big Gary's a dementor, so we gotta pick. (laughs) (laughs) Old Greg. Old Greg. Uh, what about Garrett? Mm. Garrett? Yeah. I just think about Garrett from the Bucket List family. Garrett Gee. Yeah. He's really hot. Gunther. Huh? Gargamel. Gargamel. All right. Next question comes from Meredith. How many simultaneous stunning spells do you think it would take to have an effect on Grop? Zero. I, invincible. I don't know if they could. He's invincible. I think I mean, stunning spells are too weak. Yeah. I would agree. So infinity plus two? I mean, I would think, like, realistically, <laughs> I bet I bet it would have to be, like, 50 people or more, done. like, doing it oh, at the same time, you know? One massive That's my spell. opinion. Because, yeah, it has like, to be, like, an unforeseeable amount. Yeah, because, like, in the next chapter, like, I mean, I guess they're only hitting Hagrid one at a time, necessarily. But, like, on a half giant, it's no effect. Yeah. I mean, like, dragons, so it's no true. effect either, you know? Right. Someone in the chat. is too thick. Who said it? Oh, Cat said, yeah, hit the eyes. Um, Ooh. let's see. Vinny O'Malley 2.0. <laughs> I love it. Could Ron be a professional Quidditch player, considering Ginny was one and Charlie could have been? I think he has potential, but I don't. I don't. Honestly, I think he's more of a fan. I don't think his heart is in it. And I don't. He just Uh, he only is really great when he has great confidence, I feel like. mm -hmm. And that's. I don't I I don't think I don't think it's in his the realm of possibilities because i just don't think that's for him i agree i think he's like a great casual player like he would be great when yeah. you're playing yeah. like pick a family up, round of quidditch up, or, yeah yeah when yeah. it's not like when it's not super serious because like harry even said like when they practiced together he was like he was great yeah but it wasn't really it didn't mean anything and i think 
it was more for him. It's like it's it. He's more passionate about it when like he was probably like that ridiculous fan when his sister was playing. You know what I mean? Mm, he was probably could, like in the stands, being like, like woo. Where like I if he was playing, being, wouldn't get to have that experience. I think he's one of those people that, and I can totally agree with this. Where you love it so much, but you don't want it to be your job because mm-hmm. then it loses. You sometimes can lose your love for it. Yeah, I'm not that's how I feel about cooking. I almost went to culinary school, and then I was like, I probably would end up hating it, but I yeah. love to cook. Yeah, maybe he could be a you ref. Never know. A ref? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I think he would be a good ref. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm not going to ask us to do this because it's a lot, but I want to give a shout out to Sam for her question and pose a challenge to anybody potentially for the next episode. She said, create a Weasley as our king song for Swish and Flick. Who oh. wants to write it? That would be so fun. Somebody do it for us Weasley and is send our it. King? What do you mean like a, in Swish? Like, Swish is our... like a song like that for, for Swish and Swish. Swish is our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, okay, last question comes from Chrissy. Do we, uh, can we speculate how Hagrid's parents met? I don't want to. <laughs> Went by a stranger at a bar. <laughs> Maybe he was hiking. I think he was hiking. Maybe he was hiking. Patios, Tiffany. <laughs> I honestly, I can't. I, I, I just don't know, and I don't think I uh, want to find out. Awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah I agree I don't um I don't know I like the idea maybe he was hiking I think he decided to have a little picnic and he went hiking and then he stumbles upon (laughs) this lovely giantess and he shared a sandwich and it was just you know love connection sandwich yeah what a little crumb shared a sandwich yep uh yeah oh look at that Gryffindor wins the house cup and. The Quidditch Cup double second. Wait, wait. I, I better see tomorrow when we're recording the next episode, a lot of blue. Nah. <laughs> Do you guys smell that? It's deceit and deception. <laughs> <laughs> smell that in Florida? <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. Look <laughs> at all them lions. Oh, man. Uh. Well, hey, Gryffindor, you, you earned it today. Did we? (laughs) (laughs) we? Oh, boy. I'll take it. I don't care. A win's a win. (laughs) All right, Kate. Give me that fan story. Fan story. It's another oldie, which means it's a goodie. But a goodie. Mm -hmm. Hey. Hey. This fan story comes from Emily Russell. Dear Tiffany, Megan, Katie, and Sarah, and Florence, if she's there. And Which how she was today. Right? She came today. <laughs> Total chance. My name, a great day. My name is Emily <laughs> Russell, and I am a devoted swisher and have been for a few months. I am a Hufflepuff, but I also have very strong qualities of a Ravenclaw. I don't think so, but my Potter <laughs> mad friends insist so. My wand is Rowan Wood with unicorn hair, 14 and a half inches, and my Patronus is a Swift. Now, on to my Potter story. I first read the books when I was seven years old in my second grade of primary school. I instantly fell in love with J.K.'s writing style, and all I could 
talk about was Harry Potter. I distinctly remember <laughs> many times walking around the house with my mo- my nose stuck in my book and giving myself many stub toes and bruised shins. The books are just so addicting. When I was seven years old, the books to me were just an amazing and entertaining tale that kept me amused for hours. I've always loved the books, but in the recent years, the Harry Potter series has become much more to me than an entertaining story. I have suffered from severe anxiety for a few years now, and sometimes having to put up with and face all the problems that the world would throw at me that day just didn't seem possible. I soon, of course, turned to one of the only things that could bring me so much joy, Harry Potter. I found that I was immersing myself in the wizarding world so deeply, just as I had in second grade. I slowly found the strength and positivity in the books to transfer into the real muggle world. Harry Potter not only helped me to find myself again, but also to be a bit of a light, bit of the light I so desperately wanted to find in those dark times. I am now part of a social group that cooperates with many agencies to help those in need, and I can say this great decision was made almost just because of Harry Potter. The series opens so many new opportunities to meet new people and do new things. This is just how I found you girls in your wonderful podcast. I was bored one day after a meeting with the group and had nothing to do, so I decided to find something Potter-related to keep me busy. I found your podcast and was instantly hooked. Your wonderful personalities, insightful discussions, and the magical feeling of all the episodes combined make the perfect thing to listen to. Obviously, lots of other people agree with me, as so many amazing people are involved in this community that you have created. I feel so connected to so many sorcerers, even right down here in Little Australia. This is such a wonderful awesome. thing that you four ladies have created. The podcast is able to bring so many people together from all over the world. We appreciate all the hard work that you do for us swishers. And please keep doing it to help s- spread the magic and love of Harry Potter. Because of what you've done, a lot of us will never let the muggles get us down. Lots of love from Emily Russell, who is down here in sunny Australia. That's awesome. I just think it's so cool. It's so cool. That yeah. people from like all over the world listen to us it's amazing and like blows my mind we've gained so many friends and like just it's just i don't have words i can't imagine how different my life would be if we hadn't done this (laughs) right i know (laughs) like genuinely yeah (laughs) yeah so what would i be doing who even knows you'd be here (laughs) reading your books i wouldn't be here i'd be at home with well, the finished book. We would be holding each other. With the finished fine. book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just want to say, um, Emily, thank you so much for your story and for your really kind words. That means yes. a lot. It really does. And like people, people will sometimes like send us emails just to say like, thank you. And it's like every time, every single time we get those, it's just, it's it's really, really nice. It's the best. And I love it. And I was just telling our Discord, because, like, there's this Discord channel is a different kind of animal. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, the humor that we have as four friends, I feel like is very specific and, like, a little out there. And everybody in the Discord is also that way. <laughs> yep. And it just it just makes me really, really happy. It just makes me so happy. I agree. And also, I think it's super cool that, like, because of your love of Potter, it, like, pushed you to a certain career. Like, that's really neat. You yeah. know? Yeah. I like it. Emily, you roll. Your story rolls. Swishers, you yes. all rolls. Everybody Gosh. rules. True. Everybody. Everybody rules.
Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Katie, give me a joke. All right. Joke back. We have our joke book back. I know. I got it back. Huzzah! Okay, really quick. Did you see, though, somebody in the in the Facebook group posted that they got a Hufflepuff joke book? Yeah. What? And they have yeah. specific house ones. I need it. We need all of and them. Oh, wait. We're going to... This is the Gryffindor one. Great guffaws for Gryffindor. Oh, oh Tiffany, man. you bought the Gryffindor one just out of, you know, typical habit. Gryffindor. <laughs> I thought that was just like you know, just I just a thought line. it was the only one. I just thought that was just like I a didn't line. No, it here. was Gryffindor. I mean, the Huzzah. cover is blue, so they got the colors wrong. But that's okay. I All mean, right, ready for the first time, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do Hawaiian wizards say hello? Aloha Mora. <laughs> you got it, I Tim. Have a, I have a forest joke. You have a oh what? Boy. A for, uh, the words that you just said. I have a forest joke. <laughs> if you chop a tree down in the middle of the forest, but the tree doesn't understand why you chopped it down, do you think it's stumped? Oh my god! <laughs> you are interesting. That's a good one. No, oh. but I love how they blurred out the profanity ones. Interesting. Are you eighteen? No. Can you click this profanic joke about trees? <laughs> Uh, any more jokes? Nobody? Nobody? I mean, I, can, I have a whole book of them. But... <laughs> read another one. Yeah, read one. I'm just going to flip to a page, not prepare. Rando. Oh, I've heard this one before, but it makes me laugh. Okay. What do a potions pot and Harry's best friend have in common? They're both called Ron. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're both called Ron. I don't know. Have you guys heard this one? What is Horace Gump's password? One forest, one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. On that note, make sure you follow your hosts on social media. You can follow myself and Katie on Twitter and Instagram at The Petrus Family. You can follow <laughs> Tiffany on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore Flick. And you can follow Sarah on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. <laughs> It's like when you try to eat a really hot tater tot. <laughs> Ooh, tater tots. <laughs> oh, uh, let's talk about ourselves a little bit. Tiff, what's know? up? Let's talk about me. So like I was telling everyone, I'm reading this new book called Eye of the World. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start it? I don't know, last year. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't I know. that, like... In seriousness, but like the, it's been a, it's, it's it was been fifteen a days ago. However, I am on chapter forty-four of five million, so I'll finish it in June. You'll finish it before then. No, if I mean we're almost done relatively early, I can go upstairs and read. And yeah, so Sasa and I started our new podcast called the Padawan Transmissions, and that is exclusive to Spotify. And our first little intro episode is out. And um, basically, it is just about us learning our way through Star Wars because we really love it. And we want to learn. 
Yeah, we like it. Okay. I'm just trying to impress the internet. <laughs> what are you? What are you guys covering first? Secrets. Secrets. Stars and the way they wore. Yes. Is it going to um, be a book? I want to start off with it. the sun because that is the brightest star yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll move on. Yeah, we'll go from there. We also might cover planets like Mars. We're close to it. What I want to learn more. Are you going to talk about Pluto, though? There's a rover. Uh, dwarf or no dwarf, we're talking about it. We're right. going to talk about um, <clears throat> Pluto. Yeah. Not just the dog, but, you know, the former planet. But also the dog. But for sure no. the dog. Yeah. Pluto's a planet, all right? Anybody want to fight me on that? <laughs> it's a planet. I mean, NASA might. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I learned uh, the planets through the Blue's Clues song, and Pluto was involved with that song, so it's a planet. Wait, can you sing it? Yeah, I don't know, I don't know that about. one. I don't remember it. But I will lies. find a YouTube clip for, for you. No, such lies. <laughs> what? Oh my god! I feel like so you lied to me. I love how you're like. I learned it, but I don't remember. But I don't remember. It. It. I was so, like, did you really young. learn? Like a small child. It was yesterday. I found Watching it. I'm sending clips. it to you guys. So do do you want to say where we're gonna start? Huh? Do you want to tell them where we're gonna start? Oh yeah, I don't care. Okay, so we are gonna start with episode one. Um, we were thinking about going Mandalorian, but we decided it would be better if we went in an order, at least with the movies to start, and then we will branch off from there, but it will be, it's a bi-weekly podcast and it is on Instagram and Twitter. It is not going to have a Facebook and I am so sorry. It is not going we to have this. a Discord. Watch us, watch us get a Facebook in like a year or something. And people are like, you said you weren't going to do it. Well, as for right <laughs> now. So, um, yeah. Basically, this is like our pet project. We want to have a whole lot of fun with it. And, yeah. That's what we're going to be working on. And I'm really excited because I get to learn more about the other fandom that I really, really like. Personally, teaching online, it's tough, but I'm trying to make it through. It is really nice spending time with my husband, Martinius Omelie, and with my daughter. So that's, I have to, to look at the uh, bright side of all of that in all of this. So that's what I'm doing. Who's next? Um... Oh, hi Iggy. Hi. <laughs> uh I don't I don't know. I'm still trying to like get into the groove of my schedule again since being up home for a while for the holidays. Um I've been feeling kind of like lazy. Like I need to get back into the swing of like going on walks and stuff more. Um we didn't go. We didn't even leave the apartment yesterday. So I really want to go somewhere tomorrow after we record. I don't know where, but I need to go walk around somewhere. So mm-hmm. I don't really have a whole lot going on. Uh, if you want to plan a trip for 2021, hit me up at FTJ by Megan Petrus on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. I, got I forgot to talk things. about our workouts, Kate. Oh, go for that it. That we haven't been doing together. <laughs> <laughs> but we've still been doing. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm loving yeah. this program. It is crazy fun and very difficult. Yeah, I need to look into it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm lifting right now. Um, two things. One, I discovered Mario Kart Online, and it's awesome. <laughs> and two, brace yourself, my friends. Potatoes are coming back to Taco Bell. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Yeah. Alright. March I 11th. That to Marty right away. <laughs> March 11th. Also, go and look for their announcement because that CEO it's needs cute. to be everyone's boss. Oh my god. <laughs> That's all I'll say because it was so hilarious. Fun. Yeah. Sasa. <clears throat> um, I've been reading. <laughs> She literally has been just reading. So um, I finished Obama's book, A Promised Land. It was very good. Um, I was grateful to have read it and I liked it, but I was very grateful to be done with it. Um, and because nonfiction is scary. I mean, I say that jokingly. Um, I my next book, I've been reading The Invisible Life of Eddie LaRue. So I started that last night and I have I'll finish it tonight. Um, and it was very good. And I really, really liked this book a lot so far um so i don't know what book i'm gonna read next i have a stack of them although i'm still reading the shadow rising which i was reading that yesterday no what's today i read that tuesday at work um but that's literally i got a new bed because i didn't like my old one so extra i know <laughs> I should have listened to my mom. I bought so <gasps> I, i'm pretty sure i said it on the podcast i told her i wanted to buy this bed and because I didn't have an actual bed frame, I just had like, um, like it didn't have a headboard or a footboard and I wanted one because my old bed, I had one. Um, and I gave it to my brother when he moved and then I got, I didn't, I got a new bed to me, but it was an old bed anyway. So I bought a bed last year and my mom was like, you shouldn't buy it. You're not going to like it. And like five months you're going to be like, nah, I don't like it anymore. And I was like, you're not, that's not true. Like I, I like it, whatever else <laughs> we'll come to find out. I don't. And it's just like my, my style. So I bought a new bed and I'm going to put it up this weekend. So yeah, Good for you. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. And I bought a little like side table. I got off of Etsy and the guy was so nice. He gave me his like personal like phone number. He's like, if you have any issues putting it together. And I was like, I'm sure I'll be fine. So I am going home to that. So Alana will help me put it together tomorrow. She was very Ooh. excited about it. That's my life. I literally go nowhere. <laughs> I just sit home and read books. Although I was told books are now banned in my house. Nothing like a good old book banning. <laughs> I got a lot of book mail and my mom was like, you need to stop. I was like, you're probably not wrong, Gosh. but there's more books coming. There are a point, lot but. worse things you could be spending money on than books. So there's I mean, always that true. too. When, when you cups? live, when you, I, okay. So I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but in, in, you know how like a, a human body is like roughly they say like made of 70% water. I would say that my household is made up of 70% books and I'm not exaggerating. A lot of, a lot of literature. <laughs> There's up in there. so many books in our house. The foundation um, is actually book. <laughs> pretty much. So my mom was like, there's books everywhere. Um, I don't have that many to be honest with you. I have a lot of eBooks, but yeah. 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 I'm excited. I, I really like this book. I don't know what I'm going to move on to next. But I'm I also know you, that, put it on your Instagram. And let's I know, but like, I also know that like, I, if I get into another book, when I finish this one, I'm not going to want to stop to do my notes for this weekend. Um, oh yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but cause I've like, so I bought like eight books. So 
Now I'm down to seven. Seven or eight. I don't know if I bought eight or nine. Um, I'm excited, though. We'll see. Good for you. Reading is good. Yeah. I mean, it took me a long time to get back into reading. Because for a long time, I was only reading yeah. for the podcast. Right. So this past year, um, like, I would say summer um, is when I started re- reading books besides Harry Potter and actually being able it was. to finish them. I think it started with Eye of the World. Yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of sparked my my love of reading again where like I would pick up a book and I just couldn't finish it. Um, yeah. So I've been and sometimes it happens like, like you know if the, yeah, yeah like if it happens to you it just honestly it takes some time and for me maybe Eye of the World was just the right book because I finished it I, really quickly. I was just about to say that from a teacher perspective. Yeah. Um, it does. It takes the, it takes the right book yeah. to, to draw like, you in i won't lie i read it sounds like my brother when i say this because he's like i read every day he reads academic articles i read fan fiction so yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a different speed but i do read things like every day but now um i've been reading my book <laughs> to the point where my mom was like not mad at me but i'm not talking because i'm reading and i don't think she likes it as much as she doesn't like me annoyingly talk all the time <laughs> <laughs> funny funny yeah. Okay, so I saw in the chat what this episode should be for. For Gryffindors and Grop. I like it. I like it. And I also want to add in, but also for Michael Phelps. <laughs> yes. <it's, laughs> did you see someone said, because I called him a dolphin, someone said that he's my Patronus, and I said, yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so for Gryffindors and Grop, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just in my voice! <laughs> say my name, say my name. No one is around you. What is that? <laughs> say my name, say my name. Say my name. Sasa. Sasa. Stop talking. Stop talking. All right, let's go record. Holy mackerel, we're out of here before 10 o'clock. I'm <laughs> shocked. I am shook. Um, well, don't worry. So we'll you- be back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you're hungry. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.